Om Vishnu Pradaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutalai Shimati Bhaktivedanta Swaminiti Namani Namaste Sarasate Deve Gauravari Pacharani Nivishesha Shunyavari Paschatrade Satarane Omagyanam Timurandasya Kananjana Shalakaya Chaksuru Miritari Jainam Vitasmai Sri Guravei Namaha Anchakalpatrubhyas chakra kasindu bhyeva chakatitanam Very nice to be back here in Almvik with this chance to see so many of you again. Glad the place is still standing and still going on. That's everybody's credit. <laughs> so, uh, yes, thank you very much. So I've come to talk this evening about uh, Srila Prabhupada's position. Uh, you may know, uh, in the year 2006, the GBC decided to undertake a series of programs in uh, strategic planning uh, to plan for the future of ISKCON. Uh, and uh, uh, so, as part of that whole effort, one of the things that was uh, necessary was uh, thinking of establishing for future generations Srila Prabhupada's position. The whole idea was that uh, those of us who were originally members of ISKCON and direct disciples of Srila Prabhupada, as you notice we're all growing old, and some of us are already out the exit door and the rest are shuffling toward the exit. And, uh, and especially, it's a big change um, uh, in a movement when the people who knew the founder or had personal knowledge of the founder are no longer around. Uh, scholars say that uh, uh, in Christianity, the Gospels didn't really get written down uh, and sort of codified uh, and told the original witnesses who knew Jesus were getting old and say, you, be- you know those Jesus stories you tell us, you better write them down. And so we get his teachings. So this is a, it's always a big transition. And of course, most of all, to Srila Prabhupada, we want to get keep his movement going and actually growing. Uh, so there was the idea that one of the committee would be the position of Srila Prabhupada's, uh, the position of Srila Prabhupada committee. And I was asked to be, be on that committee. And then from there, the notion is, would I do some writing to establish Srila Prabhupada's position. Uh, because, uh, and, and, uh, because Srila Prabhupada is our founder Acharya. Uh, and ISKCON itself, the whole organization itself exists because of Srila Prabhupada. And that we had the idea that Srila Prabhupada, he comes in disciplic succession, but he's just not one spiritual master in the past. He has this special position. 
And uh, uh, we thought that that special position is not just Acharya, but founder Acharya. So I was asked to do some research uh, and, and, and to write something about Prabhupada's special position. Uh, this was in uh, 2006 that this started and, and actually I kind of felt inspired and I sat down and wrote something for, fairly short but just sort of from my heart and uh, I shared it with the committee members the next year and they all liked it a lot and they said yeah this is very good but it was short uh, uh, they said so why don't you just write a commentary on it this is known as the auto commentary. The <laughs> commentary on it's been done. Uh, so, uh, so it didn't take me long to write the short paragraph, and you know, after I ran it by everybody, just make a few changes. But the commentary ended up taking about five years. Uh, uh, so I, and, and in the process, I learned. Many, many things about Srila Prabhupada I didn't really clearly know or clearly understand. Uh, and things I knew about Srila Prabhupada I can now document and sustain uh, with, uh, with evidence. Uh, and what happened, well, here's the, the result finally was this book. It's a short book, a little book. I don't know how many of you have seen it. Uh, it, it, I, I brought a few copies. It, it was uh, it was eventually the Srila Prabhupada, the founder Charya of Iskon, and then the GBC liked it enough that they decided to call it a GBC foundational document, uh, and it was published by the GBC Press, um, and. Uh, uh, it's supposed to be translated in many languages. Um, I, it's been so far uh, Italian, because Madhusvita, this is his design for the cover, by the way. Uh, he wrote that he has a big coffee table book about Srila Prabhupada. This is the same picture. He's very fond of this picture. Uh, so, this, uh, uh, so he translated it in Italian. And uh, the Russians come up with, came up with a translation very fast, uh, as they tend to do. Uh, then I've seen a, a translation already in Polish. Uh, what else? German. The Ger German translation is there, yeah, with a different cover. Uh, <laughs> something a little less fuzzy and warm, huh? And Hindi also. Huh? And there's one in Hindi so far. So these are this, this is being. Uh, uh, being being translated uh, like that. Um, uh, now, uh, I I because I was finding out things uh, that I didn't know and most devotees didn't know. Uh, I decided I better write this in a scholarly fashion. Scholarly means that if I say something. Uh, I, I can document it. If I say, 
Well, I, one of the, my first facts I found out was that Bhaktisiddhanta never had the title Founder Acharya. Uh, uh, because I had assumed that when Prabhupada had the title Founder Acharya, Bhaktisiddhanta had it, right? Didn't that, we, I always sort of assumed it, you know. And it turned out that he didn't. So if I say Bhaktisiddhanta never had that title, I better be right. But what happened was, because uh, that was the thing I was, you know, the special idea of founder Acharya. Uh, so I was uh, able to get a hold of, uh, now my scholarship is a little limited because uh, I don't know Bengali. And if I was a really good scholar, I would know Bengali, and I would read all of the Bengali literature of the Gaudiya Math. Uh, see if Bhakti Siddhanta had the title, but I'm limited to English pretty much, little German, you know, a little bit of Sanskrit, but not, you know, enough to pass exams, but not really do much. Uh, but I managed the, 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 the Gaudiya Mutt, uh, started a, a magazine called The Harmonist in, in 1928. It was in English. It was a periodical. Uh, first it was monthly and then it became twice a month, fortnightly. Uh, that was significant in itself because they say in the first early issues of the Harmonist that this is actually Bhaktivinoda Thakur's magazine, uh, Sajana Toshini. And instead of going on with it in Bengali, Bhakti Siddhanta, had, this has been his major Bengali language preaching periodical, uh, and they changed it into English. Uh, then they had another magazine called the Godia for Bengali preaching, but they changed it into English. That in itself was very significant. Because, of course, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is the one that really uh, got on fire to spread Lord Chaitanya's movement all over the world. And he was a different kind of Indian. Because uh, he was from Calcutta. Or eventually he was educated in Calcutta. His friends were in Calcutta. Calcutta, up until the 1914, was the headquarters of the British Empire in the East. Very close connection felt with England. And the educated English-speaking Indians of Calcutta could feel themselves as part of something bigger. Uh, and Bhaktivinoda Thakur was one of those people. He was educated in the English language. He was a civil servant in, in the British government. Uh, he knew the Tagore family, uh, famous literary people. And that's why he started this magazine. In the, in the 19th century, in England, 
It was the fact of new ideas were spread among progressive people through journals. They were doing this in England. They did it in America too, uh, probably in, in Europe. Uh, people would uh, publish their latest ideas in journals. There were many, many journals circulating. They would sit in coffee houses all day long and drink coffee and, and trade journals and talk about their ideas and go back and write more. They didn't type in those days they wrote. No? So Bhaktivinoda Otaku was actually Calcutta. That culture was also there for spreading ideas. And that was Bhaktivinoda Thakur's thing, that this is how we will spread Lord Chaitanya's mission to the world in this way. So therefore, English language periodical, when Bhakti Siddhanta took his Bengali periodical, you know that Bhaktivinoda Thakur, famous for having written uh, to America, to Emerson, and wrote a little biography of Lord Chaitanya, which he sent to a bunch of libraries and other people in, in, in America and in England. This was the, the idea, we're going to go there. So his son then takes Sajinatoshini and makes it an English language publication. That means they are thinking about world preaching. Just that fact that it was in the English language. Not just for the educated Indians, but for the world. And so, Bhakti Siddhanta had published this harmonist. Uh, he was always the editor. It was so important, this English language magazine, that Bhakti Siddhanta himself was the editor. It said so on the front of every, every issue. And inside the magazine over the years, there was always a, a little uh, section uh, that told uh, what was happening, especially what Bhakti Siddhanta was doing, news from the various temples. It was sometimes called Around the Mats, and in there would be what Bhakti Siddhanta did. And you would read things like the editor, the, 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 the editor went to Bangalore and initiated 14 people. The editor is Bhakti Siddhanta, but he was called, the editor did this. So he, that name editor was kind of like special for him, you know. He, he, he was the, the editor uh, uh, of this. So that, that was the importance of, of world preaching for them. Uh, and that was all their goal to establish Krishna consciousness in, in the West. And they were, of course, thinking of London as the, uh, uh, as the place to go. Uh, and part of that preparation was very quickly... One, thi one thing I got from reading the Harmonists, by the way, which is a very important thing to discover, is I got a sense of what the Gaudiya Mat was like when it was healthy. And it was an amazing organization because in a very short time, within 15 years, they, they had 60 temples all over India and even in a couple in Burma. You know, they were really spread everywhere. 
a bhakti siddhanta, you know, he had made mats. Mat means a monastery, by the way, this idea is a monastery. Bhaktivinoda Thakur was all householders. He, he associated with some renunciate, but basically a household. He made monastery. He had full-time men working to preach. That was what monks were for. So that's where the, the Gaudiya Mat uh, uh, was for. Uh, 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 and so these spread very quickly and their aim was go to the west the second thing they did was Bhakti Siddhanta's right hand man for English language preaching was a disciple of his who was also a professor of history at Ravenshaw College in Kuta Kuta is in Arissa but the name Ravenshaw shows that it was an English language college. Uh, and, 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 and he was a professor of history there. And he also, when he got initiated, his name was Nishikant Sanyal, uh, but his initiated name was Narayandas. And he became Bhaktisiddhanta's right-hand man for English language preaching. Prabhupada even refers to Sanyal as the editor of the Harmonist because he was sort of de facto the editor because Bhakti Siddhanta was doing a whole lot of other things. But everything that was preached or that he wrote or that was in that magazine, Bhakti Siddhanta oversaw it. Uh, the other thing, project was uh, they were going to send preachers to England, but there was decided that when they went to London, went to the West, they would have a very, very uh, impressive English language book. And Sanyal was the author of this book. It was a projected three-volume work called Sri Krishna Chaitanya. And preachers left for England in 1933. Before they left, they had the first volume in their hands. They waited until it was printed, actually, to go. They had to have this book. So Nishikan Sanyal is the author of this book. Uh, Bhakti Siddhanta writes the, the foreword and... Uh, and uh, their obeisances actually in the front part of the book to Bhakti Siddhanta, that's the only thing that's in Devanagari. But it's, it's, it's uh, about, about Sri Krishna Chaitanya, they don't get to him until about 70 pages of other stuff have gone. And you, another thing to show how important it was, this English language preaching to them, is that uh, uh, I tried to get a copy of this book. I heard, I heard about it. I read about it. Oh, where can I get this book? Uh, turned out I found on the internet that two volumes were available uh, uh, from the uh, Sri Godia Mat in Calcutta. See, it was supposed to be a three-volume work. They had one volume done then, 
The second volume was apparently written, but never published until, you know, it came out in the 80s or early 90s in Calcutta. And the third volume was apparently never written. So I ordered it, the first two volumes, and when I got them from, from Calcutta, uh, I discovered that they had edited it. It had been re-edited. So then I couldn't trust it. You know, I mean, not to be so suspicious, but if you want to see what they had in 1932 or 33, you have to look at the original. So then, uh, Ashrata Devi, my assistant, did some work and found out that there was a library in America that seemed to have the original. And we could order it through the interlibrary loan system in America. So from, from then I got the, one of the original copies. It was from an American library, but you could see in the front of the book, the original bookseller in London that had it was there, right? Okay, so now this is what it looked like. And the, the, fir the first thing that really amazed me was uh, that, especially when, I, well, for one thing is when you start to read it, it was written for a, a pretty educated, sophisticated audience. It wasn't written to be easy to read. It was a little you know, challenging. Uh, that was one thing. The other thing was, here was this book that I had in my hands that was, you know, published in 1932 in India. The paper was first class paper. It was really good, no deterioration. Oh, but, and there was not a typographical error that I could find. It was perfectly printed and carefully proofread. The binding was in good shape. It was the original binding. And of course, I've been thinking of the original books that Prabhupada brought over that he did all by himself. You know, the pages were already, the paper was already decaying. It was such cheap paper. And Prabhupada had nobody to help him and it was full of typographical errors and the binding was falling apart, you know. Because Prabhupada was doing it all by himself. On contrast, to make these books, it was obviously huge amounts of resources of the combined Godia mission or Godia Mat was behind it. And that was like a very interesting contrast to me. How much effort they put into this book. And they took it with them uh, to England. So Nishikant Sanyal was the, the, the writer. So anyway, uh, these are the publications, my source of my knowledge is that book and the, the Harmonist. So going through the Harmonist, I discovered the pages of this magazine. I got an idea how fi fired up the Gaudiya Mott was like and how enthusiastic they were. But they... Uh, 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 the 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 problem the problem was that uh, that they were uh, to fall apart one time. The the Godiamat that we see now uh, we saw in those days when we first came in was nothing like this, you know. But they were really on fire. And so I'm thinking, what happened? <laughs> how did this how did this take place? So I had that magazine. Going through that magazine, I do not find 
anywhere Bhakti Siddhanta had the title founder Acharya. So then I'm where did it come from? Uh, well, I'm looking through it, you know, but then I have to say, okay, I don't see a title founder Acharya. If I say Bhakti Siddhanta didn't have that title, if it happened one time, I'm wrong. So that means I have to sort of look at every single page to see whatever, how Bhakti Siddhanta is referred to. And I had a big list of, you know, how he was referred to and the pages, you know, what, what, that, what was there. And, uh, and he had the title, he was called the President because uh, the, the Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha was uh, the or, their, also their organization, sort of almost the same as the Gaudiya Mat, but a little bit different. But he was the president of the Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha. Uh, uh, so some, and he was called the president. And then he was called Acharya, but when he was Acharya, it's Acharya of all the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, or Acharya of all the Vaishnavas. And when they finally would have a, a, a title, it would be something like President Acharya. But there was no founder Acharya. So now I'm really puzzled. What am I, you know, what, what do I do next? Well, when, when, when we got the book, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, I start to read it. It starts, that book, the first thing is history of atheism. Many pages which refers to various things, but mostly starts to focus on Buddhism and Mayavad philosophy. Right? I mean, Nishikan Sanyal's professor of history, and so he's telling, you know, about Buddhism, and also some, some uh, yeah, Greek religions and Roman, you know, Roman philosophers and Greek philosophers, but mostly it's about Buddhism. History of theism. In the history of theism, he introduces Vaishnavas. And there I find the term, you know, English, Sanskrit, hyphenated, founder Acharya. This is the term of art, the particular term that is used to refer to Madhvacharya, Ramanujacharya, Vishnu Swami, and Nimbarka. The four founder acharyas for the Iron Age, they call them. That then that's really startling. Because here's this title, this this word that's kind of invented, founder acharya. A little strange, ha- a hyphenated compound, one half English, one half uh, uh, Sanskrit, as the term to designate these four people. And then Bhakti Siddhanta doesn't seem to have it. And then Prabhupada has it. So I'm more, you know, I'm, I'm, I get a little more puzzled. What's going on here? But that's the term. Those are the four founder acharyas. So then, as I read further and further into the harmonist, I find that all Bhakti Siddhanta didn't have that title. He's referred to that twice 
in the harmonist by Nishikant Sanyal. Nishikant Sanyal uses the term founder acharya of Bhakti Siddhanta. In one time in 1930 and one time in 1936. And the context is very interesting. The, the con- and you'll, you'll see this, in, I explained it in, in, in the book a little bit, but the context is uh, uh, describing uh, the nature, well, the, the article is titled The Gaudiya Mat. It was three, ran three issues in 1930. The Gaudiya Mat here referred to the brand new marble temple in Calcutta. You know about the brand new marble temple in Calcutta? Because Prabhupada tells us that Bhakti Siddhanta grew disgusted and said, I'd rather tear down the marble and print books. This, this, this temple in Calcutta uh, was their headquarters for world preaching. That was another sign of what they were interested in. That was their goal to go to the West, you know, to preach to the world. This was their headquarters for world preaching, naturally, because the kind of a city Calcutta was. And it was a big opulent temple. It had marble. Bhakti Siddhanta had a disciple who was a wealthy merchant who not only paid for it, but also also oversaw the construction. So it was a big event for them, the opening of this temple in Calcutta, is their headquarters for world preaching. And so at that time, to celebrate their opening, there were these three articles. But the, the article, the first of these articles, was took pains to point out that this Calcutta temple was actually the expansion of the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur. They said it was an expansion of the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur into the modern, this is their term, modern urban environment. Uh, and it, so then he explains what, what, what in technical terms would be called an ecclesiology, a, a philosophy of the spiritual institution. The, to make the point that this temple in Mayapur, which was where Bhakti Siddhanta performed his vow, that, that, that land, the Sri Chaitanya Mat, uh, uh, in Mayapur, uh, where, where he chanted a billion names of God. I spent, what, 14 years or something? Huh? 10 years chanting. 10 years chanting. Then when he finished this vow, he, he took sannyas and began his mission. That was the spot. Uh, and he had a temple built there. He had uh, this uh, deities uh, 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 of uh, Gandharva Giridhari was the deities there. Is that their name? Yeah, I think so. Gandharva Giridhari. Uh, and, and they all, in the list of the temples in all the magazines, because most all issues of the, 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 uh, the harmonist had this list of temples. That temple was always listed first as the parent temple. 
And here in this magazine, they were making a point why it's important that this is always the parent temple and the other temples are its extensions. Uh, because, not just because this temple happens to be in Mayapur where Lord Chaitanya appears, it's because Mayapur is the descended spiritual realm. What they're saying is that, that, that when Lord Chaitanya descended and appeared in Mayapur, he brought with him Swetadweep. The understanding that the Swetadweep, white island of the scriptures, is actually the place of Lord Chaitanya's eternal Leela. And when Lord Chaitanya descended, he came with all his associates and his abode and appeared in Mayapur. Just as when Krishna came and appeared in Vrindavan, he brought with him the, the spiritual Vrindavan and manifested here. That's the teaching that's there about Mayapur. And then he says that Mayapur is the main temple because it's, it, it says that Lord Chaitanya is eternally present there with the founder Acharya. And in that article they use the term founder Acharya for Bhakti Siddhanta. So that's why is Bhakti Siddhanta the founder Acharya? Because uh, and here's where you have to have read uh, the, the Navadita Mahatmya of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, which obviously his son is following, that the four founder acharyas uh, are preparing the way for Lord Chaitanya. In that book, uh, the, uh, to, Lord Chaitanya appears to each of those four uh, acharyas and reveals himself to them and said, you will propound this teaching and I will take two things from yours and two things from yours and two things from yours. So showing how these prepared the way. So Lord Chaitanya is the fulfillment of their teachings. And that's why the temple that Bhakti Siddhanta had erected the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur. Have you any of you been there? You've seen it? What does it do? It teaches. It teaches that Achinsha Beta Beta Tattva is the fulfillment of the work of the four founder Acharyas. When you go around that temple, right, there's a central shrine with the deities, and then as you go around, it, I think it's an octagon, uh, and there, there uh, is a shrine for each of the founder acharyas. There's Madhu Acharya sitting in his little niche, you know. And uh, to his right side, there's Lord Brahma. There's a deity of the founder, each of the founder acharyas there. And so that's, uh, you know, the Dwaita philosophy of Madhva. There's Ramanuja. The next one, I don't know what order they're in actually, but there's Ramanuja and Sri, and there's the Sri Sampradaya. So they're all around, you go all the way around, and it's showing 
that achincha beta beta tattva and Lord Chaitanya is fulfilling the purpose of these four founder acharyas. So the person who establishes Lord Chaitanya movement all over the world, which Bhakti Siddhanta was expected to do, that person, well, yeah, founder acharya. But he doesn't do it. So Nishikant Sinyal, he just uses it this one time in this article about Bhakti Siddhanta. It's, it's an unsigned article that meant that it has editorial force and approved by Bhakti Siddhanta. And it, from the style you can see, his name wasn't on it, Nishikant Sanyal's name wasn't on it, but he, he wrote it, the three parts. But they tell the whole story also that this is, it, it is, the, this is the central temple and all the other temples are its expansions in the world. This one is actually really located in Mayapur, in the transcendent Maya, two places at once. Right? It's in the spiritual world and manifest here. Uh, Lord Chaitanya and Bhakti Siddhanta. That's, that's, that's where it is. And the others are its expansions into the world. And they use the example, but, they, but it says, it, it, it also uses spiritual philosophy to explain the structure of the Gaudiya Mat, that the other temples are none different from the original. Even though they're separately located, they're none different. Uh, because, because, and they use the example uh, uh, just as uh, one lamp lit by another. That's a reference to the Brahma Samhita, which is used to explain Krishna's expansions. They're all the same power. Right? But so that's, that's the, 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 the theology uh, of the, the institution. So they're all non-different, and they're all in Mayapur. And this Mayapur, uh, this temple, is actually in the spiritual world uh, also. The last, then, uh, in the 1936 issue, which actually was published in the same month that Bhakti Siddhanta disappeared in December, there's an article signed by Nishikant Sanyal where he refers to Bhakti Siddhanta as the founder Acharya. Now, there's a lot I want to unpack in this, but the first thing to notice is, is that. Bhakti Siddhanta was planning to go to the West. He was planning to go to London, and then he was asked about it. People would ask about it, and it's reported in the Harmonist, and then go to America. That was his plan. He sent preachers in 1933. They had land, they were going to get land in London. They had the money for a temple from the Maharaj of Tripura. Bhakti Siddhanta, things got delayed, Bhakti Siddhanta got disgusted with one of his preachers, recalled him, uh, was, going to, was sending somebody else, so there was some delay. There was already some difficulties within the Gaudiya Mat, you know, people were, Prabhupada said that Bhakti Siddhanta complained to him, they're only, they're fighting over who will get the, which room in the, in the, in the Calcutta temple. There was already some difficulty. 
And then Bhakti Siddhanta left. And the Gaudiya Mutt, well, you know the, the rest of the history. Uh, uh, so, so this title was being prepared for him. And then I could understand that when Prabhupada finally got to America and saw that he had the movement established, that you see it in the second issue of Back to Godhead magazine, Founder Acharya International Society for Krishna Consciousness. My conclusion, you see, see Bhakti Siddhanta, this title was being prepared for Bhakti Siddhanta. In the Gaudiya Mat, titles were not insignificant things. When, when, when Srila Prabhupada was awarded the title Bhaktivedanta, it wasn't that he just received a letter in the mail. There was a ceremony. It's a big deal to receive a title. It was like a big thing. Every year the Gaudiya Mat had an annual meeting where Bhakti Siddhanta would give titles to his disciples. And that person would be there, it was very ceremonious, people would tell the great deeds that pleased the spiritual master, and then he would be awarded this title. It was it was important occasion. Like Nishikant Sanyal, his initiated name was Narayan Das, his title was Bhakti Sudakar. And people would sometimes refer to him by this Bhakti Sudakar. So Titles, you didn't usually give yourself a title. But my, my thing was, my, my inference is that it was being prepared for Bhakti Siddhanta. Uh, and when Prabhupada was, established the movement in America, and he saw it was going, uh, he took that title. There was nobody to award it. But he knew what it meant. He knew that Founder Acharya, where it occurred and what it meant and what its significance was. And to see what it meant, you have to look at his pranam mantra that actually he told us to use. Remember? They asked him, we had the Nama Om Vishnu Padaya with his name in it, the pranam mantra. The second one, he gave us. They asked him, is there some other mantra just for you, special we could use? And he said, yes. And he gave this, Namaste, Saraswate Deve Gauravari Pacharane Nirvishesha Sunyavari Paschachade Satarane. Prabhupada comes to America and he's Saraswata Deva. It's the, the, the Sanskrit, I hear people saying Saraswati Devi sometimes. It's to Prabhupada. Uh, and the, the word is not Saraswati, it's Saraswati, with a long A, Saraswata. And then it's put into the vocative case, so the final A is changed to uh, in English E. Saraswati, Deve, where we are offering our obeisances to him. Saraswata is a patronymic. It means the son of Saraswati. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, that's his son, is the Saraswata. Prabhupada referred to our Saraswata family sometimes. So he, when he comes, 
he comes under, as the servant of Bhakti Siddhanta. He's doing the same thing. You can see, although there was a gap, Bhakti Siddhanta was going to go to, you know, in 1936. Prabhupada came basically 30 years later, 65. So there was a 30 year gap. Well, first of all, pause for World War II. I mean, Krishna is in charge of timing, but, but you know, when they went to, left in 1933 for England, in that same year, the beginning of 1933, Hitler was appointed Chancellor of Germany. By the end of the year, he had been given dictatorial powers. All hell was about to break loose. When the, when the preachers in England, when they get back, you know, you can read in the Harmonist the letters they sent, the notification they sent back. I read in the Harmonist after they were in England. It said, this year we are going to have, celebrate Vyasa Puja for Srila Prabhupada, meaning Bhakti Siddhanta. We're going to celebrate Vyasa Puja for Srila Prabhupada in London, uh, excuse me, in, in Berlin, and Herr Dr. Goebbels has kindly agreed to inaugurate the ceremony. He was the Minister of Culture, so he would have been the one to deal with the, you know, the, the Aryans that had showed up, and, and uh, so they were interested. But anyway, that, that was what was happening when they came. So Krishna's in charge of timing, Prabhupada happened to have come in exactly the right time. Uh, you can see that Prabhupada in public lectures say about himself, my spiritual master told me when I was a young man to preach in English, which meant come to the West. They all knew that. When you ever ordered to preach in English, meant go to the West. Ordered me to preach in English when I was a young man. But I couldn't do anything until my old age. I was so entangled with householder life. But now in my old age, I finally decided, let me do something to satisfy my spiritual master. And I've come here. I couldn't do much, but now you are helping me. Or he's even sent you to help me. And so now I can do something to satisfy my spiritual master. But Prabhupada's a great devotee, and naturally he thinks of himself very humbly. So that's how he's thinking. Uh, so, so he, there was a pause. I don't think, you know, he, Krishna sometimes keeps you on ice for some time. <laughs> anyway, there was a pause. So he just continued where Bhakti Siddhanta left off. But he did it in his name as Saraswata. And therefore, because he just continued his mission in that way, and did what Bhakti Siddhanta was planning to do, did it in his name, therefore founder Acharya. Uh, that, that, that's what he did. And also, from this research, you can see how much he carefully he studied Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. And his model of ISKCON, the ISKCON itself is constructed after the model of the Gaudiya Mata, the Gaudiya mission. Because the other thing we, we wondered about is 
this temple in Mayapur that Prabhupada wanted. As soon as he could, he got land in Mayapur. Some godbrother stopped him for a while. He got the land finally in 71 and immediately wanted to install the foundation stone of a temple there. Again, there was some delay. It happened in 1972. And you can see a picture taken there when Prabhupada was installing the foundation stone of the temple in Mayapur. There was a sign that said, International Headquarters. And the first time we went to Mayapur for the festival, we're looking around at this, you know, rice fields and cane fields, a place where we had to get water out of a hand pump, where the electricity was on some of the time, where there were no telephones. And we were thinking, International Headquarters? You know, why not Calcutta? Why not Bombay? You know, I mean... The, but Prabhupada had something in mind. The, 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 the center of the movement had to be in Mayapur. Like Bhakti Siddhanta had done. And the temple he won, this temple of the Vedic planetarium, is also teaching Achincha Veda Veda Tattva. Because that planetarium shows that this whole cosmos is described in the Srimad Bhagavatam. <coughs> Uh, in the Bhagavatam, in the second and third canto, there are five descriptions of the universal form of the Lord. This is the body of God. The, the world as God's form. The cosmos as Krishna's form. Five different descriptions. And then the entire fifth canto, not the entire, but almost the whole fifth canto, it announces pretty close to the beginning, uh, this is a description of the universal form of the Lord. And then the conclusion, another verse, just so you don't get, get the point, this has been a description of the universal form of the Lord. That's what it is. That universal form of the Lord is what's displayed as the cosmos in that temple. It's again teaching that this material world is also Krishna's energy and a form of God. That's our philosophy. Achincha Beda Beda Tattva. Nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. And Prabhupada often describes Krishna consciousness or Bhakti Yoga as the re-spiritualization of matter. That everything is actually spirit. It's sense gratification that gives this illusion. When I asked Prabhupada one time about this, you know, I thought I was trying to understand. We were in New Vrindavan. I asked him this question. He was explaining how everything is spirit. And he was using an example that the wood, in the, the, the wood you see in the tree, the, the tree absorbs sunlight. And now this wood looks like wood, but actually it's sunlight in another form. Because if you ignite the wood, the fire comes back out again. So in the same way, everything is actually spirit. And I said to Prabhupada, I'm trying to understand the difference between matter and spirit, that I'm not the body, and I'm a spirit soul. I'm, that's my occupation, you know. 
But now I'm confused you're saying everything is spirit. And Prabhupada said to me, his answer was, we are not mayavadis. There are different kinds of spirit. Took me a few years to understand that answer, but everything used in Krishna's service, it's just as good as the spiritual world. And that's bhakti yoga. To engage the senses and the sense objects in Krishna's service. It's the re-spiritualization of matter. And that temple is teaching the same thing. Chinja Beta Beta Tattva teaching in a, a geographical or cosmological or ontological way. Bhakti Siddhanta was teaching it uh, historically, Prabhupada's teaching it. So it's the same idea of a central temple. And the same way this temple here is an extension of that temple. And so I regard that temple as the emblem uh, of, of the portal from the material world to the spiritual world. After all, Prabhupada did say, we shall have another ISKCON there. One, one of his, his disciples, Sanyasi disciples, had written him a letter criticizing other devotees and saying, I'm not so sure so-and-so is going to go back to Godhead. And Prabhupada said, all my disciples are going to go back to Godhead. We shall have another ISKCON there, is what he said. Then he said, but Mr. Nair must stay. Mr. Nair was the gentleman who tried to cheat him when he was buying the Bombay property for the Bombay temple. He turned out to have sold it to quite a few people. <laughs> so, so he was very angry at Mr. Nair. But anyway, this, so, 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 so that, that idea that we shall have another ISKCON there, uh, we are eternal associates, Prabhupada says somewhere else. That will not be in, in Krishna Lila necessarily. Because even Lord Chaitanya had disciples and followers who were Ram Bhaktas. They want to be with Lord Ramachandra. Others wanted to be with Krishna and Vrindavan, other you know, so they may be But in Chaitanya Lila altogether. So that's that's where Prabhupada is, and that's where there's another Iskod there. And these two ISKCONs are not exactly separate. And, and, and so that's what Prabhupada's movement is for, is to keep a steady flow of people going up <laughs> through that portal. But this, in, this is also an entrance way. They're all over the world. Everybody can come. That's what it means to say, that's what our founder Acharya has achieved. He's made, at least if we keep it going, if we do it properly, if we do our job, we will have this growing movement that will bring more and more people back to Godhead. Uh, that's what ISKCON is for. Uh, and and, and he, he's the one that did it. That's why he has this title, uh, founder, uh, uh, founder Acharya. Uh, fulfilling the mission of Bhakti Siddhanta. I mean, when we look back, Prabhupada did it. Yeah, but he couldn't have done it without Bhakti Siddhanta, who couldn't have done it without Bhakti Vinod Thakur, yeah, and so on. You know, so this is this is our uh, this is our uh, organization. Well, okay, I should stop there.
and we leave some time for questions or comments. Anyway, this is a short book. Uh, it's a little, the English is a little, you know, high level too, uh, because I wanted to do something that would uh, hold up under criticism. It, it did go through a careful reading. The GBC would not have put its, you know, imprimatur on it uh, uh, if, if uh, they didn't. So there was one a group uh, we invited to, to Mayapur, uh, all the sannyasis and gurus we could assemble together, uh, and initiating gurus, and they read a draft and sent me feedback. And then there was, an, after that I made some corrections, and then again the whole GBC read it, and gave me some more, you know, so this, this has been uh, very carefully uh, checked for mistakes is still probably some, but anyway, uh, that that's that's why this book is uh, is there. And we got this, uh, and then I said to the GBC, "Okay, you like this book? I have other books I can write. Uh, please let me retire from uh, active service in the GBC so I can write some books." So they did. So that's why I'm uh, uh, hopefully going to write a few more books before I uh, shuffle off this mortal coil. <laughs> anyway. So any questions or comments? Yeah. Just when the Tramatsuka Prabhu, today in the car, he told me that vision of Prabhupada for Mayapur was also to maybe in, in the further to get maybe statute uh, as the Vatican had. And like they all like Vatican, it's like Vatican in Italy, in Rome. Uh -huh. Like that Mayapur. Oh, the Vatican, yeah. Yes, yeah. Like statues and that all temples will become spiritual embassies, like. Yeah, like, that's right. Prabhupada actually asked us the one time to study the Roman Catholic Church, to see how they did it. I mean, 2,000 years is a good run for any organization, huh? I mean, my personal opinion about the church, it was a thousand years up and a thousand years down, but that's another story. But, uh, but uh, and, you know, there's supposed to be a 10,000 year golden age of Krishna consciousness. We've heard that from people, and I don't know what the original source is, but we've heard that one prediction is there'll be 10,000 year golden age of Krishna consciousness. So, being realistic, that may well be 5,000 years up, 5,000 years down. <laughs> but, uh, and then, when did it begin? Maybe not with the appearance of Lord Caitanya. Maybe at his 500th, when we celebrated his 500th anniversary, some people, some of our pundits in Mayapur told me, yeah, the first 500 years was a Sanja you know, a dawn, but it actually began, you know, yeah, what was that year, uh, 1986, uh, uh, yeah, that was where it began, yeah, the first 500 years was just the preparation, anyway, but it's worth, <laughs> anything else, yeah, so what books are you planning? Oh, well, uh, yeah, I've got a bunch. I, 
I've given different seminars over the years that I always thinking, well, this is all I'll study this for, for books, and I always wanted to write them. One I gave a whole series called Cure of Souls and Vaishnava Communities, if you're familiar with any of it. You can hear the tapes online. Another one uh, was just on defeating Mayavad philosophy. Uh, those two, there's probably, there's more, I can't even think of them off the hand. Yeah, one about Varnashram Dharma. How, how, do, how do we really implement and go about it? And uh, what does it mean? And then uh, there's others I haven't really talked about too much. We'll see what Krishna gives me the brain to do. Yeah. I think, I think this, this idea of... Uh, of uh, I, I think maybe the most urgent thing that that I think our movement can be helped with is devotee relationships and dealing with each other. And I think this cure of souls course may, may, a cure of soul idea. I want to, you know, it's been years, so I want to read all the material again and look at it again. And, you know, it won't be just a repeat performance, I hope. Uh, maybe a little more insight with your blessings. Uh, well, that's, 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 the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Bhakti Vinod Thakur in the Navadita Mahatma, you said, yeah. explained that Lord Chaitanya appeared to the four mm-hmm. founding Acharyas in the Vaishnava Sampradayas mm-hmm. and took two things from each. Yeah. And the result was the Achintya Veda Veda which the TOV... Well, I said that, no, the Achincha Beta Beta Tapu will take two things from each of you. Now, I don't remember exactly what they are right now. Okay, that's a detailed question, but my, that now the TOVP, which Prabhupada invested in, yeah. that will, as you said, manifest that the re-spiritualization of matter in the cosmology, the yeah. cosmos. Yeah. Um, could you explain a little more about what what is the significance of this? Well, uh, I, I, to, to me, to, to me, the, I mean, Prabhupada's emphasis is a little different. I said Bhakti Siddhanta was sort of historical, showing out how the 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 four Vaishnava sampradayas are fulfilled by Lord Chaitanya. Ultimately, Prabhupada wanted to unite all the Vaishnavas under Lord Chaitanya. Ultimately, that's our goal. That everybody will accept Lord Chaitanya's teaching and understanding. So that's, 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 part, that's part of it. But, but uh, there are places, I don't know my, didn't bring my computer with me, but there, there, there are uh, there, 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 there's uh, places where uh, the 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 universe is the way we see the universe is we see it through the eyes of sense gratification. So we don't see it like it really is. To see, because sense gratification is the alienation 
of Krishna's energy from Krishna. Uh, this, uh, this is materialism. This is Ravana. Who wants... Uh, here's the story of the Ramayana. Ravana wants to enjoy Sita. Sita is the goddess of fortune. She's Lakshmi. She's the goddess of fortune. What do the materialists want to do? They want to take everything that's worth anything in the world and become the enjoyer and the controller. That means, like, Ramach, uh, like, like Ravana, we want to kill God and take his place. And once we enjoy, you know, the, the goddess of fortune, we are not. The, Paulas, the devotees are like Hanuman. We, we, we want to take uh, Sita away from Ravana and return her to the side of Ramchandra. That's the devotee. Prabhupada explained the Ramayana in this way. So, Lord Chaitanya was very happy to find in South India a text that pointed out that actually... Ravana never really got Sita. He got Maya Sita. That's very profound. They get Maya. It looks like the real Sita. You might think it's the real Sita. But it's Maya Sita. So, yeah. And the verse in the Bhagavad Gita, I don't forget the number, Brahmarpanam, Brahmahavir, Brahmagna, Brahmanahutam, describing a sacrifice. Prabhupada says there that when everything is, everything is actually spirit, but when that spirit is covered with sense gratification, it is called matter. And when that same matter is used in Krishna's service, it regains its spiritual nature. So, Prabhupada has made statements like this. And he's described the fifth canto, what amounts to the fifth canto, in the fourth canto, how, how it happens, that, that, that when... Uh, I forget the number. You know the number. 429-69. Yeah, 429-69. You can look it up. Prabhupada's translation of, of that is that, uh, I forget the Sanskrit now, so I'm going out of my head. Um, that that when, when we, we take something, or, or rather, uh, how does it go? I forgot. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember the exact same. The words fl flow out of my head. This is definitely a sign of aging. You want to think of something? Um, when a devotee is situated, Sattva, Eka, Nishta. Yeah, that's right. Sattva, Eka, when you're 
When, when, when a devotee, when, when your mind, modesty it says actually, when your mind, when one's mind is situated in pure sattva and standing next to the Lord and close to the Lord, one with a mind that's situated in pure sattva, standing next to the Lord, that person can see this world in the same way that Krishna sees it. Uh, commenting on this, Vrindavan Das Thakur says, uh, he can see it directly. Sometimes, not always you can do it, but you can see it directly. So in other words, the way that we see the world is not direct. Obviously, there's the intervening screen of Maya. To see it directly, you have to see Krishna. And then through Krishna, you have to see everything else like Krishna and his energies. Then you see the world as it really is. So that's, that's, what, that's what... It looks different from the world that we see. I mean, when I first read the first canto, and devotees were freaking... The fifth canto... Devotees were freaking out because, you know, it looks like we hadn't been to the moon. I thought, wow, we haven't even been to the earth. Read what it describes. <laughs> and I thought it was interesting that Prabhupada took that for what for many of us is the most difficult part of the Bhagavatam and made it, you know, in the center of this temple. That means you have to deal with it. There's a tendency of devotees sometimes to say, yeah, this part I like of Krishna consciousness, I accept this part, but I don't accept this part. Hmm? Yeah, I like Krishna's Vrindavan leader, that I accept. But all this other stuff about the Devi gods or the churning of the milk ocean or even how the universe is, I don't accept that. The Gajanandava, yeah, I just only that's the part. Now, how will it be that somebody uh, is comp- who wrote the scriptures knows exactly about Krishna, who's so far away and so transcendent, but is completely wrong about this world? And this world would be easier to understand than that. You no, know, anyway. So, 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 you can't. Once you, once you say about Shastra, I accept this, I don't accept that, now you're the authority, not Shastra. Usually we go to Shastra because I find my own mind insufficient to deal with reality in the world, you know, we go to that authority, now, but now I'm the authority. So who's the authority? But I'm convinced that if we accept Shastra, uh, and, and apply it properly. You see, the, the other thing we, we, we need to teach is how do you actually have knowledge? What is scientific knowledge? Well, our process of scientific knowledge, scientific knowledge means knowledge that gives you direct perception of reality. That's science. Vijnana is the Prabhupada. Science is Prabhupada. Gives you direct perception. Realized knowledge is the other word he uses. Realized just means experience knowledge. How do you get experience knowledge? 
What's the Vigyana Vigyana come from? Where where does it come from? Well, to have knowledge, first requirement is one should be in the mode of goodness. Knowledge depends upon sattva. This is in the Bhagavad Gita. Knowledge depends upon goodness. So, what university now says to their students, you must all, in order to be a student here, you must all be situated in the mode of goodness. That was probably true up until about a thousand years after Jesus. (laughs) Because, I mean, the original university students were monks. They're the only ones who knew how to read and write, practically. Otherwise, writing a couple of merchants to keep, you know, track of their inventory, but actual knowledge, you know, monks, brahmanas, in other words. So we have to become those brahmanas. Prabhupada was serious about this. We, he, very early on, he was invited to speak at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Very famous, you know, science. And he spoke to to uh, students, I mean graduate students, students and professors. And he asked them, why don't you have a department for the study of the soul? You have so many departments, why are you lacking this department? He was serious. You should actually study. It means it's really can be studied and understood scientifically. But the method is that we should first see if, 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 if we are, we are in, under the influence of the mode of passion and the mode of ignorance, it will not, not happen. Our consciousness is not prepared. And when there is sattva guna, then you can begin to at least get an idea of super soul. You begin to get an, uh, an, an idea uh, uh, of nature is sacred, and you know, and then you go a little more anyway. But that that's sattva, that's goodness. That's why our regulative principles, we shouldn't think of them as moral principles only for the realm of action and then subject to either reward or punishment. They're principles of knowledge. And this is what Prabhupada has come to give us. I was standing next to him in a New York airport while he was giving a press conference and the reporter said to Prabhupada, why have you come to the West? And Prabhupada said, I have come to give you a brain. (laughs) They're writing in the pens, I'll stop. (laughs) What? (laughs) He liked to do that with reporters, by the way. He thought they were funny. And then he explained to them how the human society has a head, arms, belly, and legs. This natural way, and that our society is headless. And then he said, actually, in your society, and he explained, you know, Kshatriya, Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vajra, He said, in your society, everyone is a Shudra, and there are a few Vaishas. That's the best description I've ever heard of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a few vices. You want a conspiracy theory, there it is. Huh? 
Everyone is a Shudra, and there are a few vices. Because he thought, you know, tech, you know, cleverness and technology, that may have some merit, but that's basically a Shudra skill. You know, a really good shoemaker and a, and, and, and a really good, good computer maker are basically the same. One's a little more capable than the other, but otherwise, yeah. So we, we needed, so I've come to give you a brain. Okay. We're supposed to manifest that brain. How are we going to do it? Yeah. And he never told any of us that we were not qualified. You practice Krishna consciousness, it will happen. Mode of goodness will increase, mode of passion and decrease, decrease and gradually. Yeah. Knowledge develops. Then you get told what to do by super soul. Yeah. Let's try it. Yeah? Um, if um, uh, knowledge is, is uh, dependent on the mode of goodness, mm-hmm. then, then all those people that come to Michael uh, and see this display, to say the sample, then it's a great challenge then to raise them to the mode of goodness in order to understand. Well, it may take time. <laughs> Uh, you know, the beginning of devotional service, it may do a little bit in one life and then you won't, you know, next life it will fructify. A lot of what we do is planting seeds. Uh, people, you, whatever, whatever spiritual pro- progress a person makes is permanent. If you have to take birth again, that goes with you. So, so this this continues. When when Prabhupada was lecturing at our very first temple in New York, one time the door opened in the back, and a bum on the street, a very old man, homeless, looked like, shuffled into the building, went up to the front where there was an altar put down a roll or two of toilet paper and then went out. It was his donation. And Prabhupada said, don't laugh, his spiritual life has just begun. So that's, that's, you know, we, all kinds of different people will come. So of course we hope to educate people. Uh, I'm, I'm working on this committee that's supposed to design the exhibits and the explanations of the Vedic planetarium. Uh, people are a little concerned, you know. Uh, if our, our Bengali audience probably won't be upset with anything we put in there, you know. But if you get these uh, Westerners go there and they see this stuff, wow, we have so many different audiences for this temple. We've got to have something for everybody. It's a big, you know, how to do this is definitely a challenge. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, we, we have to find ways. And I, that's what I keep thinking about all the time because I'm on that committee. And the GBC asked me to be the one to choose 
what version of the universe, you know, what depiction of the universe are we going to hang from the chandelier? And I picked one that was the closest to what Prabhupada wanted. And, uh, but one, one thing is about the Mayapur temple. Uh, my, uh, what I'm urging on people, I think everyone's agreed to this, we don't have to have all the answers right away. Uh, f for the questions that come up uh, and that uh, we plan to have a, a, a cosmology research institute uh, affiliated with the temple where we can conduct uh, research uh, 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 in Vedic cosmology. And there are many things to do. I mean, there's the other Puranas also have descriptions of, of, of the universal form of the cosmos, of cosmology that's in most of the Puranas. At least we have to compare the ones in the mode of goodness, how they are similar or different from uh, the Bhagavatam, and deal with that. Every, every one of these projects you can require five or ten people working on PhD mm -hmm. dissertations to do the research. So we just have to have set up that to, to work on it. There's also, regarded as bona fide literature, the works of the astronomical schools, the Surya Siddhanta, Siddhanta Shiromani. That's very accurate observational astronomy. But I was reading one translation of the Surya Siddhanta and it said, those stupid followers of the Puranas, they think the earth is flat. So there's that, you know, there's apparent contradictions. You know, so we, we have to do, deal with all that too, and plus do our own research. So I don't, I, you know, we don't. I don't. I don't think it's incumbent upon us that, you know, somebody has to go crazy, making free energy machines at some remote Swedish farm to try to figure out how the fifth candle works. <laughs> We, can, we got time, you know, but we just have to be making progress. Yeah? yeah. Uh, thank you for this comment that our temples are an expansion. This temple, we don't use it so often, but our actual name is New Chaitanya Chandra Doi Mandir. So yeah. Really Very good. Mm -hmm. uh, and also that. Yeah, because you got Panchatattva here too, right? They came uh -huh. first. Mm -hmm. Panchatattva was here first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Understand my limitation. I don't fully understand Krishna, but I can kind of get the concept. Whereas the fifth canto is a little hard to get yeah, the concept. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, that's normal. I, I mean, of course. I, my, my own procedure was I would sometimes see things that I couldn't get. I would accept that they were true, but I put them in brackets. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're true. Uh, and, and uh, you know, gradually, many of those things that I did that to, they became clear later on. You know, so I'm hoping the rest will <laughs> go that way also. You know, so that's. If you talk to any material scientist who's honest, they'll tell you they don't know anything, and they're completely confused. 
welcome to the club. (laughs) They really, really, it's, you know, they have to say, yeah, we've got it all figured out, but they, they all know they don't. I mean, this material world in itself is so difficult. Uh, you, uh, you know, uh, the, the famous uh, E.O. Wilson was a biologist. He, he studied ants. His magnum opus was like a book this thick about ants. He says, I've just begun to <laughs> explore this subject. They're so fascinating and so interesting. You want to start doing that way to find out, understand the universe, you know? But it, yeah, they're amazing. Everything is amazing. Actually, anything you can pay attention to turns out to be amazing. Whatever it is, it's amazing. Uh, outside, uh, outside of our, 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 our temple uh, near Wiesbaden, uh, you look across the road and there's a side of a, a, a kind of a steep hill or a cliff and there's some rocks there and every year a geology professor brings his students to look at these rocks. These are some you know, interesting curvy rocks. Every year they come to look at those rocks. Another class. That's just one little thing, you know. Everything's interesting, just rock. You know, you have everybody else like, ah, some rocks, you know. They go, oh, look at these rocks. <laughs> so if you can, for some reason you can pay attention to it, it's interesting. Anything else? Yeah. Another um, corollary of Mataji's question about some things being easier to understand than others came up in, a, in Mayapur, there there was a discussion about a devotee who had flown from um, China to India and said, well, you know, I only saw the Himalayan mountains, which are eight miles high or something. Mm-hmm. And then the comment was that, well, we don't deny what we see, because that's Mayavad philosophy, if we um, deny what is there. So could you explain how we... It's difficult for us that what we see is... Well, what what we see, I would say we see something, something is there, but we see partially or not all or not the whole of it. Mayavad philosophy, strictly speaking, means that the absolute truth has no energy. Nothing is there. And you aren't there either. <laughs> really, that's what Mayavad—the absolute truth has no energies. That's Mayavad. So, so at least we know something is. I'm there, and something is there. <laughs> How do we see it? I, I believe I read where Prabhupada. Uh, flying over the Alps said that, that he saw Mount Meru. I mean, there's a big gap. Where's Mount Meru? That's quite a big geographical feature, huh? Where is it? Me might say, oh yeah, it's not really as symbolic of this or that or the other thing, you know, but... 
Are we the giant elephants, you know? Anyway. <laughs> Far out. As we used to say in the old days, frow. <laughs> Anything else? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, he did say once, just like I know, just you know, he 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 did indicate that that description was there. That Iskon is his body. If he's the soul of Iskon, it means that Iskon is body. It means that that that. Uh, well, first of all, as I said, I think Prabhupada is still present in Iskon. Uh, uh, I, 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 I think Iskon is, you know, there's the invisible Iskon, you might say, the Iskon in, in uh, Lord Chaitanya's Leela, and there's the Iskon that, that's here, and there'll be traffic. Some people may come back down, too. Prabhupada said that, that, that if a spiritual master doesn't deliver some souls, he has to come back and finish the job. He initiates them. So I suppose some people will say, well, you don't have to go back, Prabhupada, I'll go back. So there may be traffic, you know, back and forth, uh, somewhat. Uh, uh, so, uh, but, but, a body means, I mean, what does it mean to have a body? Uh, well, uh, uh, here, here's this pair of cartels. This is a piece of material nature, right? So I'm sitting it right here, this cartel. Piece of material nature. I want to move those cartels. I try to move them, they don't move. Here's another piece of material nature. I want to move this piece of material nature. I can move it. Right? So there's some parts of material nature that I am somehow or other connected with, that I can immediately move it without a mystic power. It just, and that part that I can move, uh, I am most immediately connected to, that's my body. And then with my body, I can move other things, right? But anyway, this is, this, that's what it means to have a body. That part of nature to which we're most immediately connected. So I think if Prabhupada, if we are uh, following Srila Prabhupada uh, and t- taking his instructions to heart, acting under his orders, and being guided by him, uh, uh, and the spiritual master is also the representative of super soul, then Iskhan is his body. Because we're doing exactly what he wants. And is giving us direction. Because we're willing to do what he wants. Prabhupada once said to some disciples, I can tell you how you can take over the world in 16 days. He says, I know how to do it. 
16 days is the length of the Battle of Kurukshetra. Somebody noticed that. But anyway, I tell you, he said, but you wouldn't follow my instructions. <laughs> so he made some claims like that. Anyway, that, 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 that's what I mean to say that, that Iskhan is his body. And I think when the book is said, so long as we are the uh, coherent, unified uh, enactor of his will, then we're acting as his body. You can have a body, your hand goes paralyzed, you can't do anything with it, then it's not, you know, technically it may be part of your body, but it's useless. Just something you got to drag around. Mm-hmm. I have a question about mistakes. Because sometimes about mistakes, because ISKCON as, a, as an institution, we're trying to follow Prabhupada and we're trying to cooperate. But we can see historically we make mistakes, mm-hmm. but we're still going. So how important is it to be... We do it right uh, because we sometimes we get criticism and we look back and I mean the the, the sonal guru system I mean that was a mistake yeah, yeah, sure. the guru cool setup was a mistake but, but at the same time we're, we're still going on so when we are faced with these things how to I don't know how to philosophically answer that question when devotees are frustrated by the mistakes and the loss of faith that comes with it. Well, I think we make mistakes when we don't realize how to, how to serve Srila Prabhupada. Did you uh, make them? Well, Prabhupada knew we made mistakes. We did it all the time while he was around. He was there to correct us. I think he's still there to correct us. Um, and and, um, and uh, uh, to, to, to make mistakes is a kind of something that's going to happen. And, uh, uh, he, here in this world, uh, the only difficulty is that we don't learn from our mistakes. The person that really is in trouble who says, I never make mistakes, that's the person to watch out for. They can't, can't acknowledge that they made a mistake. And there's pride, you know. I, th- I think that, that, that the, the best thing to understand, the best quality we need to develop and really see as a positive quality uh, is humility. Uh, uh, It's the opposite of the material world, spiritual life. The material world is a path of pride. Let me get bigger, bigger, greater, more worship, more respect, more money, more honor. That's the path of pride. Our path is the opposite, it's the path of humility. And, and uh, it's shown very well if you look at the, the last chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, where Lord Chaitanya is reciting the Shishastika prayers and then talking about them, reciting in Sanskrit, talking about them in Bengali, to Swarab Damodar and Ramananda Roy. With the second prayer, it describes, says that Lord Chaitanya felt dainya, humility. Hmm? And then that word is there every after the, every prayer after, dainya, uh, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It keeps increasing this, this humility. 
Dainya and Vishada, lamentation and humility. Uh, so these are very good because uh, what happens, uh, why advanced devotees or devotees who are advancing uh, have very positive feelings about humility is that when humility increases, your f- love for Krishna increases. So it's not that devotees like humility sort of on its own. It's just, it's just that, that, that it's the complement of humility is love for Krishna. And if you look at like just the second Sishastika prayers, Nam Namakari Bahuda, Nija Sarva Shaktista Tarpita, Niyamita Smarane Nakalaha, Etadrisa Tavikapa. This is your mercy. You have given so many names. Nam Namakari Bahuda. And in those names you put all your potencies. And for chanting them, you've made it really, really easy. Tavakripa Bhagavan. This is your mercy. And Mama Durdaiva. But my misfortune is that I have no attraction. Tavakripa Bhagavan Mamapi Durdaiva Idvishriha Na Anuraga. There is no attraction for them. This is, and notice the contrast, you know, Tavakripa Mama Durdaiva. And this is where it says Lord Chaitanya's mood was Dainya. Mama Durdaiva. So if people, if they, they start to feel Durdaiva about themselves, then they, yeah, what, uh, I, I, they don't like it. We should like it. And then, you know, then, then, then you can see why the next verse is Trinadapi Surichena. You know, like, like dust in the street, you know. Like, like grass on the lawn. Soon lower than the straw on the street. Yeah. Right. Do we have to arty here? We have to stop. Bhaktivinotakura points out that if you think of a jiva as one ten thousand, the tip of a hair in size. And saw all the jivas you would understand that a lawn of grass is exactly appropriate to the real status of Jeevas. So now we have to stop, huh? I've already. Okay, thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki.